0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, thank you, Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev. It's, uh, it's our honor to be here. We've, we've so enjoyed this week's conference, and it's been so good for us. It, it's uh, fed our souls, right? Yeah. Left us inspired. Well, today is a very special day for... Jill and I—it's our 40th wedding anniversary today. And so, so there we are. Apostle Theo married us in Bedford View today, 40 years ago. Gosh, doesn't time fly? And I try to find. I had a picture with Dr. Bev, and I couldn't find it. I really wanted to show this picture of you. I think you were early 20s, and you had this hairstyle, but the Lord must have hidden it. So I think we have wanted to present my wife with 40 roses for 40
1: years. the grace of God amen I'll tell you what if it, if anything is a testimony that uh, God can redeem and God can restore and God can carry you through all kinds of circumstances we are an example amen amen
0: well I'm very thankful for you thank you 40 years yes. more beautiful now than you were then
1: That's
0: right. I mean that and I just I'm so thankful to the Lord for such an amazing wife. I would never be here if it wasn't for her. Thank
1: you,
0: so thank you, love you.
1: Um, I just I just take a moment because I, I asked uh, Pastor Theo if I could just uh, share from my heart. What you are looking at in this building, you are looking at branches and you are looking at leaves. But what you do not see, says the Lord, you do not see the roots, the roots that go down deep and roots that are producing because they are linked to the river that is flowing. And because of the roots that are connected to me, says the Lord, new sprouts begin to come up all over in different places. And because of the faithfulness of this man and woman of God, who have dug deep into the presence of God and who have tapped in to the river of the Holy Spirit, there is life. There is life not only in this building, but there is life in churches all around this nation and all around this earth, says the Lord. And these are things that are not going to only last in your lifetime, but these are roots they're going to produce long after. You are gone, says the Lord. There's a tree that stands in the Garden of Gethsemane that's a thousand years old. And the reason it keeps producing when people pass away and move on is because it is being fed from beneath. And this church and this ministry is being fed, says the Lord. And you can know with a certainty that it will keep producing because it's a generational blessing. Because you have opened your hearts to produce sons and daughters, a generational blessing has begun to flow that produces sons and daughters who produce sons and daughters who produce sons and daughters. And so it is a continuing ministry that will be gone, will be here long after you are gone, says the Lord. Amen. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today for your presence. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here in our midst. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will touch every life, that you will touch every heart, that you will just give us revelation and understanding, Lord. And and we give you praise today for all you've done, for all you're doing, and for all you shall do. To you, Lord, alone belongs all the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, tell your neighbor, I'm so glad you're here this morning. Praise the Lord. I want to speak to you today about the rewards of loyalty. Many businesses today offer their loyal customers uh, all kinds of rewards. Airlines offer you miles, and hotels offer you points, and our youngest daughter, Courtney, is our frequent flyer in the family, her and her husband. They just achieved the level of executive platinum on American Airlines, which is like the top level. They get all kinds of benefits and all kinds of upgrades and all these kind of things. Can Can I tell you that God has a loyalty program? And you can't beat. If you think American Airlines got a good American loyalty program, God has an amazing loyalty program. He values and He rewards loyalty. In Second Chronicles chapter six, verse number nine, it says, "For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong." on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to Him. And the Living Bible says, so that He can show His great power in helping them. God is searching for loyal people. And He rewards loyalty. In Proverbs 2 verse eight, it says, God keeps His, uh, excuse me, it says, He pays special attention to his loyally committed ones. You want God to pay you special attention? Like if you are a executive platinum level American Airlines, they give you special attention. You get on the plane first, if there's no seats available, they'll bump someone off the plane for you. I want God to pay me special attention. Proverbs 15 verse 29, God keeps his distance from the wicked He closely attends to the prayers of God-loyal people. Proverbs 13, verse 21. God-loyal people get a good life. Proverbs 15, verse 6. The lives of God-loyal people flourish. Proverbs 20, verse 7. God-loyal people make it easier for their children. Do you know that your loyalty to the Lord doesn't just affect your life, it affects your children's life. Loyal means to be unswerving in allegiance, giving or showing firm and constant support or allegiance to a person or an institution. It means to be faithful Faithful to a person, to a cause, to an institution, or to a product. Some synonyms for the word loyal, in other words, words that are similar, is the word faithful, true, devoted, constant, steadfast, dependable, reliable, trustworthy, dedicated, unchanging, unwavering. Really, loyalty and faithfulness are the same thing. In Proverbs 3, verse three, from the Good News Translation, it says, never let go of loyalty and faithfulness. Tie them around your neck, write them on your heart. If you do this, both God and people will be pleased with you. And the New Living Bible says, then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Loyalty brings you favor with God and it brings you favor with people. There are rewards. In Proverbs 21, verse 21. He who pursues righteousness and loyalty finds life, righteousness, and honor. And the New Century version says, finds life, success, and honor. Now notice it says, he who pursues righteousness and loyalty. Notice how righteousness and loyalty go together. In other words, if we're not being loyal to God, if we're not being loyal to our family, to our company, to our church, to our leaders, we're not gonna experience God's best in our life. Proverbs 28 verse 20 says, a faithful person will abound with blessings. and. The contemporary version says God blesses his loyal people. Loyalty and faithfulness is a key to abounding in the blessings of God. And there are some blessings that do not happen unless you are loyal and faithful. Now God wants to bless people. He's trying to bless people, but I've found there's some things that happened in my life 20 years later after being faithful and loyal. We wouldn't be in this building if it wasn't for the faithfulness and the loyalty of Apostle Thea and Dr. Beth. Amen? How many want to abound in God's blessing? Well, then determine that you are going to be loyal. You are going to be faithful. It brings rewards. It brings promotion. It brings blessing. God is searching for loyal people. You know why? Because they're hard to find. Proverbs 20 verse 6 says, lots of people claim to be loyal and loving, but where on earth can you find one? There's a lot of people claim to be loyal but can I tell you after 42 years of following the Lord, I can tell you that they are hard to find. The sad reality is loyal people are very hard to find. we live in a quitting society today. People quit over anything and everything. If they don't like school, it's too hard, then quit. They have challenges in their marriages, they quit. Anything creates pressure, quit. Unfortunately, even in the church, many people are not loyal. They quit when things don't go their way. I cannot tell you how many people have told me. Pastor Steve, I'm with you. My life has changed because of you Pastor Steve. I'm behind you Pastor Steve. I will never leave you Pastor Steve. I can't tell you how many people have told me that. Then six months later, they went into the witness protection program. (laughs) They won't return my calls. They won't return my texts. If they see me coming in the street, they cross to the other side. Can I tell you that it's nothing new? In 1 John chapter 2, verse 19, it says, they left us, but they were never really with us. If they had been, they would have stuck it out with us, loyal to the end. In leaving, they showed their true colors. They showed they never did belong. We are are supposed to have a different spirit to the spirit of this world. We are supposed to have an extraordinary spirit, a a faithful, excellent spirit like Daniel did. In the Bible, in Daniel 6, it says Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him and the king thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge that they could, you know, bring against Daniel, but they could find no charge because he was faithful. Daniel had an extraordinary spirit Daniel wouldn't quit when they threw him into the lion's den. Today, it doesn't take a lion's den to make Christians quit. Just the roar of a lion is enough. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, I'm not a quitter. I'm going to be loyal. The apostle Paul, he said God put him in the ministry because he was faithful. And let me tell you, if anybody faced opposition, it was the Apostle Paul. At the end of his ministry, he wrote to Timothy, his son in the faith, in 2 Timothy 4 verse 7, he said, I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I have remained faithful. You talk about faithful. He went through more for the gospel than any of us ever will in our life. And yet he remained faithful. And he he told us a secret that helped him to remain faithful. In Philippians 3 verse 13 he said, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end uh, 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 of, of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Let me tell you, if you're gonna remain faithful and loyal, you have to forget the past. The reason why so many people do not remain faithful is because they hold on to past disappointments and past hurts. Can I tell you? Everybody has disappointments. Every so somebody tell me, I got hurt in church. Everybody gets hurt in church. I've had some things that didn't turn out the way I wanted them to. I've had some prayers didn't get answered the way I wanted them to. I've had some things happen I would have preferred that they didn't, I've had some hurts, have you? But you gotta make up your mind, you are gonna let go of the things that are in the past and you are gonna keep pressing forward and fulfill the race that God has destined for your life and you are gonna be loyal and you are gonna be faithful. Because you see, the enemy knows if he can get you to focus and hold on to the past disappointments and hurts, eventually he'll get you to stop serving God and stop coming to church completely. I've seen it happen more times than I can remember. Because all you focus on is what you think that God didn't do, and you forget all the things that God has done. Paul remained faithful despite all he went through. Listen, tell your neighbor, don't give up. Don't allow offense to us to stop you from being faithful. I've had offenses, I've had challenges, I've had hurts, I've had discouraging things, but I've made up my mind that I am pushing forward. I'm not going back, I'm pushing forward to to what God has. Amen, I wanna be able to say, like Paul, I fought the good fight, I finished my race, I remain faithful. And let me tell you, this Christian life is not a 100 meter sprint. It's a marathon. A lot of people start out in a blaze of glory. But this is a marathon. If you will remain loyal and faithful, you will see God's blessings abounding in your life. In these 30 years of of, of serving Jesus, Paul the apostle went through more opposition and more adversity than we'll ever know. I mean, he was beaten he was persecuted, he was stoned, he was in in prison, he faced death, but he remained loyal and faithful. God's looking for people like that, people who are loyal no matter what, not someone who quits when adversity comes. People who are loyal to him and loyal to his word and loyal to their spiritual leaders and loyal to their friends and loyal to their family. Let me tell you, family, that's who God's looking for. The apostle Paul spoke about the loyalty of Timothy. In, in Philippians 2, verse 20, he said, I have no one quite like Timothy. He is loyal. Most people around here are looking out for themselves with no concern for the things of Jesus. But you know yourselves that Timothy's the real thing. He's been a loyal son to me, and together we've, we've delivered the message. Now, Apostle Theo used to call me his Timothy. He would say, if you want to know how to be faithful, just watch Steve. And not everybody liked that. He created some problems for me. (laughs) Because people didn't like me when he said that. I received Jesus in my life in 1980 at this church when I was 16 years old. And when I was 17, I was working out in the gym at Eastgate. And, and, and I was listening to Dr. Jerry Savell telling how that he was saved under the ministry of Kenneth Copeland. And the Lord spoke to Jerry Savell and said, I want you to stick to him like glue. And when I heard that, the Holy Spirit said to me, Steve, I want you to stick to Apostle Theo like glue. So I was in church every time the doors opened. I attended all services. There it was a prayer meeting, a youth meeting, I led a connect group, attended Bible college. I mean, whatever Apostle Theo asked me to do, I'll do it. He never had to wonder where I am. He never called me up, hey, I missed you at church. I was there every time. I served here at Christian Family Church Johannesburg for 12 years, and I was on staff, staff for... Um, Forget where I am. For seven years, I was on staff here until the Lord called my wife and myself to go and start a church in Cape Town in 1991. The Lord spoke to us. She heard the audible voice of God, like I'm talking to you now. I didn't hear the audible voice of God, but I had on the inside. I had that, that still small voice on the inside that the Lord was telling us to go to Cape Town. And so I prayed. And I said, Lord, I'm asking you to speak to Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev, because if you don't talk to them, I'm not going anywhere. And about 30 days later, Pastor Theo prophesied over me in one of the services. Then he called me aside and he said, Steve, I believe it's time for you to move to the next phase of your ministry. And I said, what do you believe that is? And he said, well, I believe you, you, you're gonna start a church. I knew this. So I said, where do you think we should go? (laughs) Now, I knew this. And he said to me, the first thing comes to my mind is Cape Town. I said, that is a confirmation. See, I wanted him to know it was the Lord. And it was a confirmation for me to know it was the Lord. If God hadn't spoken to Apostle Thea, I'd still be here. I'm amazed how many people I've told that to. It went in this year and right out that year. I really believe that God has blessed me. One of the reasons is because of my loyalty, our loyalty and faithfulness to Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev. He's still that's still my pastor 42 years later, and always will be. And there's nothing he could ever do to change it. Are you with me? <laughs> The Apostle Paul said this about the church in Philippi. He said in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 5, they exceeded our expectations by first dedicating themselves fully to the Lord and then to us according to God's pleasure. So they dedicated themselves firstly to the Lord and then they dedicated themselves to the apostle Paul and to the leaders that God put in their life. You see, God wants us to be loyal to him and he wants us to be loyal to the leaders that God has placed in our life. And faithfulness and loyalty is not measured in days, weeks, months, but in years. You have to prove yourself to be loyal and to be faithful. Will you be faithful in adversity? God wants to see your faithfulness before he blesses you, before he uses you. Loyalty is an honorable quality that brings blessing. It brings success, it brings promotion. If there's one quality that is lacking in our world today, it's loyalty. Sadly, many people are only out for themselves. They don't stick up for their friends, they don't stick up for their family. They'll stab someone in the back to get ahead. They'll think nothing of criticizing people, bad-mouthing their boss, their country, their pastor. They don't keep their commitments. They'll pack up and leave a company of 10 years because you know they got a better offer somewhere else. It boils down to a lack of loyalty. We even see this in the church. We had someone who worked for us I mean, I could stand here all day and, and tell you stories all day. But we had someone work for us in the, in the United States for 10 years. And one, one day he resigned. I knew it was gonna happen. And I said, well, you know, where are you going? He said, I can't tell you. I, I had a better opportunity. He never told, I knew where he was going. He was going to the church around the corner <laughs> that offered him a better opportunity. Let's see how that works out. Recently, Jill bumped into one of our members in the grocery store, and this person told her that their connect group leader had left the church. But we didn't know anything about it. They hadn't spoken to us about it. We just had dinner with them two weeks ago, and they never said a word. They didn't mention anything about it. Unfortunately, I'm used to this. We had spent hours and hours with this couple, premarital counseling. They had some major issues to overcome. And can I be honest, uh, I say it as humbly as I can, if it wasn't for Jill and I counseling them, they would have they would never got married. It was touch and go. But today, they're happy, they're, they're doing great, and, and we became friends. And the husband asked me, he, he wanted to lead a connect group. So we trained them. We, we sent people to their connect group. We attended, we visited. Now we hear from members of their group that they've left the church, and we don't know anything about it. Not only that, they they told this person they just got a big check. But they're going to wait till they get to their new church to tithe on the big check. Let me tell you, loyal people are hard to find. When you're loyal, you stick with someone through thick and thin. When you're loyal, you stick up for people. One time I was preaching in Dallas, Texas, for a mutual friend of Apostle Theo. He knows him well, precious man. And he told me, he said, you know, Steve, Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev were in town recently. This is in, 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 in Texas, in Dallas. And he said, they were in town ministering, and a very, very close friend of theirs called this man, this pastor, and said, I can't believe Apostle Theo and Bev didn't contact me, didn't call me, and he said, she was so hurt, and I, she was so disappointed that, that they would just not call them, because they'd been friends for so many years. And I said to him, that doesn't sound like Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev to me. That's not not something that he would do. And he said, no, 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 she told me this personally. I said, I'm telling you now, that doesn't sound like, and I, I was defending them. Well, he was so taken aback at my defense that he called the lady and she admitted she lied about it. It never happened. She made it up. The scripture says this. <laughs> I'll tell you later. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse seven, the great scripture on love, the Living Bible, says if you love someone, you will be loyal to him no matter what the cost. You will always believe in him, you will always expect the best of him, and you will always stand your ground in defending him. Proverbs 17, verse 17. A true friend is always loyal. A true friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in a time of need. Can I tell you, you find out who your true friends are when you face trouble. I am so thankful for Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev, because they've stood by me when I went through the darkest times in my life. They were there to encourage me, strengthen me, defend me, restore me. A true friend defends, a true friend Restores A true friend is committed. Let's be loyal. Let's let our friends and our family know that we are in it for the long term, that we are gonna be with them, we're gonna be by their side, committed to them through thick and thin. When you're loyal, you'll be with somebody on the mountaintop when they're celebrating their victories and you'll be with them in the valley, defending their honor, fighting for them. Can I tell you, it's easy to cheer people on when they're on the mountaintop. When you're successful, everybody wants to be your friend. But a loyal person, a true friend, will be there cheering you on when nobody else is around. When someone starts accusing, talking about someone we love, we should say, hey, wait a minute, that's my friend, that's my neighbor, that's my coworker, that's a member of my church, that's my pastor. Instead of saying, you know, did you hear what they did? We're supposed to lift the fallen, restore the broken, pour healing oil into their wounds. Psalm 145 says the Lord lifts the fallen. Proverbs 15 verse four says kind words heal and help, but cutting words they wound and maim. Do you know that kind words can get people back up on their feet? Do you know that mercy is loyalty in action? When you're merciful and forgiving, and you help restore people. That's loyalty at work. Remember we read the scripture in in Proverbs 21, 21 about righteousness and loyalty, pursuing righteousness. Listen to the New American Standard. It says it like, uh, 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 let me read the New King James Version. It says, he who follows righteousness and mercy. It translates loyalty as mercy. So when you are merciful to someone, it's loyalty in action. So let me ask you today, are you being loyal to God? Are you being loyal to your family? Are you being loyal to your company? Are you being loyal to your church? Are you being loyal to your pastor, to your spiritual leaders? Because let me tell you, it's easy when people are down, when they've made mistakes, to be critical, to condemn them. But really, that's when our friends need us the most. A true friend's gonna be by your side when you're hurting, when you're falling, when you've made mistakes. And when we see someone in need, our attitude should be, they're on my team. They're part of my family. I'm gonna defend them. I'm gonna pray for them. I'm gonna encourage them. They might've made mistakes. I'm not saying they're perfect. Maybe they're guilty, but only the guilty need mercy. David was loyal to King Saul. Even when Saul was trying to kill him. He could have killed Saul on two different occasions. But he said, I will not touch God's anointed. The priest, Ahimelech, he helped David. He gave him food. And when King Saul found out, he was angry. He wanted to know why he conspired against him. And Abimelech said in 1 Samuel 22, You have no other servant who is as loyal as David, your own son-in-law and captain of your body, God's. You've got no one else. David was loyal to King Saul when King Saul was trying to kill him. I really believe that's why David is called a man after God's own heart. When you're loyal, you keep your word, even when it hurts. People can count on you. A man who swears to his own hurt and changes not. Loyalty brings rewards, it brings blessing, it brings. It brings promotion. How many want to abound in God's blessing? How many want to become everything God destined you to be? Because let me tell you, it'll only happen if you determine you are going to be loyal, you are going to be faithful, you're not going to be a quitter. Amen. When God, let me tell you, God will cause you to abound in blessing when you are loyal, no matter what may come your way. Can you say amen, somebody? In, In the United States, We have what we call the Pledge of Allegiance that kids make in school. Our Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and the Republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I would like us today to make a Pledge of Allegiance to the Lord and to this church and to our leaders that we pledge our allegiance, our loyalty, our faithfulness. What do you say? Now, I, 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 I want you to only stand if you really mean this. Because let me tell you, God will take you at your word. If you say, Pastor Steve, and, and no matter what's happened in the past, you might have been loyal, you may not have been as you should. But today is a new day. Today, you can start today. And be loyal. So if you say, Pastor Steve, I receive God's Word today. I I want everything God has for me. I want to run the race He set for me. I want to hear Him say, well done, good and faithful servant. If you are willing to make a pledge of loyalty, I want you to stand to your feet today. And I'm going to lead you. Say this with me. Say, I pledge my allegiance, my loyalty to the Father, to the Lord Jesus Christ, and to the Holy Spirit. Father, I commit myself to be loyal to you, to your plan, your destiny for my life. I pledge my loyalty to my family to the to my church to my leaders to my pastors in the name of Jesus no matter what i will remain loyal i will remain faithful i will be someone who can be counted on i'm not looking back i am going forward i will defend my family I will defend my my brothers and sisters. I will defend my church. I will defend my pastors. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. I want to ask you to just bow your head for a moment. And just close your eyes if you would. 42 years ago. My mother dragged me to this church and I'm so glad she did. I came here with nine of my friends on our little 50cc motorcycles with our long hair and fake leather jackets and I I heard the gospel like I'd never heard it before and I saw a man of God who demonstrated the character of Jesus. And I received Jesus in my life. And my whole life changed. My whole, the destiny of my family changed. The future of my children and grandchildren changed. Today, if you are here and you have never received Jesus in your life, I want to pray for you. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor Steve, If I died today, I'm not sure what would happen to me. Can I tell you the great news? You can know beyond the shadow of any doubt that all is right and all is well with you and the Lord. And you can know for certain that when you die, heaven is where you are going to spend all of eternity. If you said, Pastor Steve, won't you pray for me? I want to know that all is right and all is well between me and the Lord. I want to know for sure that when I die, I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. Pray for me. If you want to be included in this prayer that I'm about to pray, I'm going to ask you quickly right now. Lift your hand up high. Lift your hand up high. Say, pray for me, Pastor Steve. I want to receive Jesus in my life. I want to know that I... Have peace with God. I want to know that my sins and mistakes are all forgiven and washed away. I want to know for sure when I die that I'm going to go to heaven. Can I tell you heaven's a real place? There's a heaven to gain. There's a hell to shun. If you're not sure what would happen to you if you died today, shoot your hand up high right now. Lift it up. We're looking for hands. If your hand is raised, you're included in this prayer this morning. I see hands being raised. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do I lead the prayer? I'm going to ask, if you lifted your hand, would you please say this prayer? The Scripture says in Romans 10, verse 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. I want you to say this prayer. In fact, everybody in the building, all of us together, say this. Say, dear God, I thank you that you love me so much. You sent your Son, Jesus, to come to this earth to die on a cross just for me to take my sin and my punishment. And you said that if I believe that Jesus has been raised from the dead and if I confess that He is Lord, that I will be saved. I do this today. Lord Jesus, I thank You that You died for me. I believe that You are alive. I ask You, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin, Lord. I declare from today, Jesus, you are Lord of my life. From today, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to live for you. I thank you, Lord, that I am now your child. I am saved. I am born again. Heaven is my home. My name is written down in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Give God praise today. The Bible says that all of heaven rejoices when one person receives Jesus and we rejoice. Let me tell you the greatest decision you ever made in your life is to receive Jesus and follow him. Amen. We love you. Thank you Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev for having us today and we'll till next time. Keep praying for us. We'll keep praying for you, okay? Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.